if you were to survey all of these billionaires and ask them what is more important to you, winning or family, how many of them are going to say family? Because I think right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Revved Up Podcast. Thank you for joining us wherever you choose to get your podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe, rate and review us. My name is Marwan Osman, and I am joined, of course, by the one and only Edgar O'Neill. Edgar, what's going on, man? Not much, not much. Excited to start talking about some races again. Yep, we are back. I'm glad to be back. And we have, of course, the Canada Grand Prix to dive into. Formula One was out there in the land of maple syrup and poutine, mm-hmm. I guess. Which in Montreal. In Montreal, which a little side tangent real quick. Poutine's kind of overrated, in my opinion. I'm just going to throw that out there. You know, do what you want with that information. Uh, I need to to try the the original thing, though, make the trek out to Montreal. But from what I've had, you know, it's not authentic. But from what I've had, I feel as if it's slightly overrated. Okay. All right. I'll I'll be, it's a little hot take uh, without having the original. That's all I'm going to say. Look, it, okay, I... Fair, fair point on your part, but from, from what I've had so far, I'm unimpressed, but anyways, well, that that's completely unrelated to what I'm about to say now, because, uh, you know, I have to give them a compliment. Now I feel like Montreal (laughs) as, as a track, as a race course is actually one of the best ones on the, on the calendar. My, uh, it's a pretty unique track overall though, with the race that we got, what do you think? Entertaining? Yeah, entertaining, and I'll actually say I came out of the race with a lot of questions. Now, do you have answers to those questions? Have you no, have just no. just a lot of questions circulating? A lot of questions. Well, you know, maybe we'll get we'll get to the bottom of some of those questions. The race itself, you know, we got Max Verstappen, of course, P one, followed by Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton there in P three, a podium, podium, a podium of champions right there. Uh, it was. Honestly, really just fun to watch them in the debrief room. Uh, just mm. listening in on those conversations is always fun. But no, overall, the race itself was pretty entertaining. It gave us a lot to talk about. And once you dive past Max Verstappen, you know, running away with it, you get a lot of interesting talking points. Uh, I want to start. So normally we, of course, start this thing off by talking about Max Verstappen and Red Bull and how mm-hmm. dominant they are. But I'm going to I'm going to zag a little where we normally zig. I'm going to start off here by talking about Alex Albon. Okay. Now, he himself had a performance that I would argue is one of the best performances we've seen all season. Uh, what would you how would you rate his performance? Um, on a scale of one to ten. Sure. Why not? Uh, I'd give it a seven and a half. Wow. Okay. That's honestly lower than I was expecting. But oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What? So he didn't go to the podium. If he had gone to the podium, it would have been like the man was in a Williams. Yeah. Still, like that's the reason why I would honestly give him a nine. Why not? Uh, I'll bump it up to an eight, but that's as high. uh, You are so generous. (laughs) But no. So he had driver of the day, like we said. You know, slightly. Mm as an accolade itself, we don't need to get into that, but you know, it's a fan vote, but yeah, yeah. Driver of the day for him. Um, in my opinion, this, 
is another case here with Alex Albon, where he is in a pretty interesting spot where, you know, we see good drivers on bad teams. We have bad drivers on good teams. Uh, Alex, Alex Albon would be in that. We'll talk about the bad drivers on good teams in a second, but Alex Albon, of course, would be, in my opinion, he's now a good driver on, I don't want to just throw in bad team labels for Williams because they're honestly on the come up, but would you say that's an accurate assessment of his situation? Yeah, because I, yeah, I've always thought um, Alex Albon was a good driver. Um, And I get Williams, it's still a back marker team. But, you know, they're improving. There have been a lot of improvements. They're, I mean, it could be worse. You could be Alpha Tauri sitting yep. there with, with two points. But, no, with Albon himself, it's, his qualifying was honestly just as important, as impressive as his race. He uh, mm-hmm. ended, I think he got a, a bad break there at the end uh, with the rain coming in and just kind of ending the qualifying session. But he, at I think in Q2, he got up there at P6. So he himself was just flying out there and qualifying. And then with the tire strategy, he, he went on a one-stopper, right? Do I have that right? right on. One-stopper and 50 laps, I believe, on those hard tires, roughly some, somewhere around that. Um, honestly, ridiculously impressive. Yeah, the that's good time. timing. I'm just going to be honest, though, the whole time I was watching him, you know, I, I was keeping a close eye on him and the entire time. I'm just like, when's it going to happen? You know, when mm. when when is Williams going to going to have their Williams moment? You know, Logan yeah. Sargent got the memo. He he, yeah. he was out of there early. You know, he stuck to the script. Uh, yeah. But no, Albon was was on there, especially on those tires. I was like, all right, this what, what's going on here? Where where am I? But yeah. no, he he proved me wrong. Honestly, his Duracell worked sergeants did not i still don't know how i feel about that the duracell thing just i it's just it's one of those things that's so ridiculous that it honestly kind of works well it's like the chrome wheels on the mclaren in my opinion no nah, that's just bad that's just that's okay. just okay. bad design honestly no yeah, <laughs> Some, yeah, yeah. sometimes you you do reach a level of so bad that it's good nope that that oh, just oh. stops right before that level at it's just bad but the duracell battery is good yeah, but it's okay. but it's in my opinion just so bad that it's good in a way. Right. You know, um, have you seen the movie Lucy? No. Yeah, watch the movie Lucy. You'll see it. No, you'll, you'll <laughs> see a great example of a movie that's so bad that it's good. Yeah. No. Uh, I've gotten many recountings of Lucy. She turns into a flash drive at the end. Spoiler alert. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. All right. Back to back to mm. Williams and their Duracell cars. They actually threw out some new upgrades there for for Alex Albon. Uh, they unveiled them and they seem to have worked. It's mm-hmm. it's always tough with these upgrades because we're at a point now where everybody's throwing them out and some drivers are getting them, some are not. In the case of Williams, uh, Logan Sargent did not get the upgrades because, hey, look, we're sticking to this cost cap. You know, we can, we can yeah. only do so much for, for one driver. I think they said he's getting their upgrades at Silverstone. So something to look forward to. Williams as a team, are they on the come up? Yeah, I think they've been on the come up. Really? Yeah. What up until now has given you that feeling? The impression that they're on the come up because they got rid of Latifi. Yeah. Oh, 
Fair enough, actually. That itself is probably worth a couple of points in the in the standings. Um, yeah. But no, I've I've been pretty impressed by what I've seen from them. Um, the the team principal that they brought in from Mercedes, James Vowles, seems to know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a team, I think there's there's reason to be optimistic if you're a Williams fan. I mean, just the fact that we even that we're even talking about them is a miracle. Yeah, we just spent a lot of a decent I, amount of talk on them. This it and this may very well be the only time we ever mention Williams again on this podcast. But look, we did it. We talked yeah. about them. Unless they do something about it, Williams, balls in your court. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where the the tires are on your track. We'll work on that one. I think there's sure. there's something there. Yeah, I will say this about um, Logan Sargent. It was interesting um, when he pulled off to the track that it was in such a good position for them to get the car out of there so quickly. Did you notice that? Yeah, that that honestly worked out pretty well. That yeah, and, it was like, I'm going to stop here, push it back, push it back, push it back. That and the the incident with, I think it was DeVries and Hulkenberg, where they both ended up going going running off the, the mm-hmm. track there, and they had to do some five-point turns to get out there. I was I was fully expecting another safety car. I was surely both of them yeah. can't make it out of here, but no, these, these drivers are showing us something. Or maybe Canada's really the best track. Honestly, it really is. Just the layout of the track itself with the with the chicane and the two DRS zones at the end there is is pretty fun track. Uh, Williams themselves, I think they're on the come up. Alex Albon had a great weekend. Uh, Logan Sargent, you know, you're a rookie. You, I'll, I'll give you that excuse for now. I think there's, you know. No, this one wasn't his fault. This one wasn't your fault. No blame on Logan Sargent. Now, you, on the other hand, Lance Stroll, do not yeah. get a pass. P9 for Lance Stroll, which he lucked into. I'm going to be honest. What do you think of Lance Stroll's performance? Um, d- Disappointing and for a home race, too. So, yeah, I really don't. A lot of A lot of talk going into that about home race. And, you know, this is honestly a larger conversation we can have of does – a home race really even matter because I would hope it does. I mean, you would think that maybe the drivers can dig deep and find something, yeah. something within them, but maybe they just don't got it like that. I mean, this is, could be another case of Lance Stroll, uh, obviously just not cutting it. Now I'm going right, to, I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. I'm going to ask for the, for the floor for a second here. Cause I, Lance Stroll is turning me into a hater. Okay. So, Lance Stroll himself is obviously uh, the son of the owner, as we all know. Now, he, of course, is coming in P9 here. He's currently sitting, I believe, at seven and in, in the standings. Mm-hmm. Now, early on in the season, it, there was a reason to be optimistic. And we saw, we saw old Fernando Alonso over here, you know, cheering on his buddy, his teammate, we suddenly are seeing that a little, a, a little less of that. Now, the owner of Ashton Martin, as we all know, is the father of Lance Stroll, Lawrence Stroll. Uh, he, of course, I don't fully expect him to to come out here and and say anything about his son. Especially, definitely not going to kick him off the team or anything like that. But Lance, Lawrence Stroll, as we know, is a billionaire. 
And if you were to survey all of these billionaires and ask them, what is more important to you, winning or family? How many of them are going to say family? Because I think right now we're sitting at 98% winning, 2% family. And if it's, if it's anonymous, then it's 100% winning, obviously. <laughs> but no, so he, like his fellow billionaires, likes to win. And obviously you can't kick your son off the team. It would just be bad optics. Mm-hmm. But recently we saw old Lawrence Stroll sell some stocks from Ashton Martin. Now I'm not saying that selling stocks equals he's just ready to give up on the team, but it is a sign that he's, you know, thinking about it at least. Now he still he still owns the majority of the team. He's still the yeah. the majority team owner, but still it it was an interesting news article that I saw and obviously once if I should say mm-hmm. not not that it's going to happen, but if Lawrence Stroll decides to sell this team, I think Lance Stroll might as well just walk on behind him cuz yeah. once he's out in our minds as as far as we're concerned that's it for Lance Stroll, because would he be on this team if if Pops didn't own the team? Right now, no. Though yeah. he had good races coming off of the wrist injury. And I have to look, he, he's had good races. Yeah. But if we were to take a look at these constructor standings right now, we would see that Mercedes has overtaken Aston mm. Martin in the battle for second which I think is going to be an interesting battle to watch going forward. Mm-hmm. But I think we're seeing there was the incident with George Russell. I think it was just unfortunate. He's mm-hmm. generally a solid driver that you can count on to at least get you points. Mm-hmm. can't really say the same thing. I think Lance Stroll is a tier below George Russell, I would say, just from what I've seen early on in this season. I'll give but, you that. But no, what do you think of this battle with Aston Martin and Mercedes then? Do you, do you think Mercedes has solidified their spot as the number two team? Um, I mean, I hope not because I would still like interesting battles moving forward. Um, I don't want them to lock in P2 right now, but man, it's entertaining. I did. I, I think cause I texted you. I really felt for George Russell during that race because I really thought that they were going to retire the car. And like when they were doing the pit stop, I was just like, I just take it in, just take it in at this point. But he made a decent run until they finally decided to retire it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the fact that George Russell was even able to get it back out there was a miracle. But yeah, I think just an unfortunate race for him. Um, I I feel like that shows like a bright light for Mercedes, like the fact that he was able to do that in that car. I think those upgrades that Mercedes rolled out there have started to kick in. I think they said the the main upgrades come out in Silverstone, the wow. the, the big ones. And so up and up until now, I think they've just rolled out their their early season, you know, slight upgrades, which have shown to be effective, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what Silverstone has to offer because I think a lot of teams are circling that race as as a moment for for them to to really unveil what they're doing now yeah. the team at the top here isn't actually isn't just sitting aside twiddling their thumbs i'm, I'm sure red bull is, is working on some upgrades as well but mm. you know they have i guess less of an opportunity to, to do that with the cost cap 
Yeah, uh, I think that's how it works. But no, overall, the, the number two battle is interesting. I think Aston Martin has to start asking some questions, at least, as yeah. far as uh, what, what the future holds. Because, you know, they've, they've really lucked into this Fernando Alonso. What if, and this is my conspiracy theory, what if this was Alonso's like long game? You know, he saw that Lance was doing pretty good in the early of the season. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be nice. All right. I'm going to talk him up. And you know what? That's going to fuck with Lance's head. And so he just kept planting the seeds. And now Alonzo's like, yeah, no, I'm always going to be number one. I I think, you know, I was saying Alonzo is going to be, is, if if Lance Stroll is is walking out the door, the, the person holding the door open for him is going to be Fernando Alonzo. <laughs> I think he's he's secretly... He, he would like a new teammate because, you know, mm. we're, we're talking about the biggest gaps between teammates right now as far as talent. Can you name one bigger than Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll? Uh, Sunoda and DeVries. No. Wow. You think that little of Nick DeVries. I, I really do think that little of Nick DeVries. And you know what? Actually, I think Yuki Sonoda has stepped it up this season. So there is something to that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm giving it to Alonzo and Stroll on that one. Just Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, because how many champions? Is it two or three that Fernando And has I wasn't one? even doing it based off that. I was just doing it based off what I've seen this season. If we're doing yeah. it by careers, then yeah, there's no shot there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not even a question. But I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be interesting to watch and see what happens with this Ashton Martin team. I think overall this season, they have been one of the most interesting teams on the grid. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. And they'll be, they'll continue to be that. Uh, I hope they throw out some upgrades too. Cause like you, I would like an entertaining battle for second. Yeah. But like you said, 2023 is going to be remembered for Aston Martin. Yeah. And another thing is, is this going to be a, just a blip or is this going to be sustainable this because they were an afterthought before this season Uh, I don't think I've really ever talked about them as much as I ever have this season but Mm -hmm. that I mean and also how much of that is is credited to Fernando Alonso we talk a lot about how you take out Sergio Perez and put in another driver how many of these drivers are also sitting at second I think you could do something similar to Fernando Alonso, where if you replace him with these other drivers, how many of them are winning and getting podiums like he is? And I think that number is a lot less than what Sergio Perez is, what you would get if you replace Sergio Perez. Yeah. So yeah, just a testament to him and his greatness. He's, he's earned, he's earned all of that. Now I said, we were going to talk about Max Verstappen and Red Bull and their dominance. We kind of have to, I mean, it was, yeah. it was getting tough. We started every, every episode so far this year, we're talking about that. So I thought, Hey, let's just save it for the end and, and, and wait for that. But no, it was a, it was another dominating performance for Max Verstappen, but less dominant than usual question mark. What did you think? No, I mean, if we're as a team, just because of uh, Sergio, yes. But if we're just like talking about Max, no. I mean, he was still nine seconds, right? Yeah, nine seconds off of Alonso. Yeah, uh, less less dominant than usual. It it kind of overlooks the whole. It's still dominant, like it. Yeah. You know, it's and that alone. Uh, I was struggling to think of ways to talk about how great Max Verstappen is, but that mm-hmm. alone, just that question alone of 
was this win less dominant than usual 10 seconds compared to his 23 seconds or 27 seconds whatever it was in spain i can't remember but yeah. compared to that um no it's still an all-around impressive really impressive performance from max verstappen p1 led the whole way i think he had a bird in his brake ducks or something yeah. like that yeah that that was uh I, I i wanted to i don't know if uh, if you saw the pictures i i have not i did but yeah that that alone was was interesting i think he almost crashed and then laughed about it too at some point so yeah, yeah i think he's just it's it's getting a little too easy for him and yeah that i mean in itself is doesn't necessarily make this a boring season mm. but i think it's uh you know it's taking a little something away it's getting harder harder and harder to talk about how great he is because he's yeah. probably just as bored of it as we are but Red Bull themselves are, I think, in an interesting place with Sergio Perez. Now, that number two spot in uh, the driver's standings. Yeah. We're seeing Fernando Alonso start to creep up in, and Lewis Hamilton, too, is honestly not that far behind. Do you think Sergio's number two spot is in trouble? Uh, If he keeps performing the way he has been, yeah. Now... When you say that, do you mean, do you mean like these top six finishes or do you mean in qualifying? Cause qualifying to me is the big issue here. You can't be in that car and not making it at least to Q to Q1. That's, that should be, that's the bare minimum. Honestly, I would expect yeah. a top five finish in every qualifying session, but I mean, what is going on there? Well, so it's got, it's gotta be overall because like, even if, because like when Max gets a P20 because of a penalty or something, he still charges all the way back up. So it is both like he's messing up in qualifying and he, he's messing up in the race or he's not pushing in the race as much as like we know he's capable of and we know that the car is capable of. Now, I think you want to do it. Just just go ahead and say it. Sergio's wash. Just say it. Come on, man. I know you want to. How many how many races are we in? Honestly, just, I've lost we haven't time. even hit halfway, right? Uh, it's still we're still, I would say, in the early stages of the season. I think. I think we're coming up on halfway, though. All right, I'll I'll say it, but I reserve my right to retract the statement. Yeah, yeah, he's a uh, he's coming up as a wash. Wow. Well, on the bright side, though, we do have once you look past Max Verstappen and that number two battle, I think it is up in the air between yeah. Sergio. Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton. Honestly, no idea who's going to come away with that. Uh, the advantage should belong to Sergio Perez. Uh, he's the only one that's actually won a race this season. Uh, mm. But Fernando Alonso sneaking up there. I think he's at six podiums this season. So, wow. yeah, he's he's off to a great start. And Dude, if he wins a race this season, people are going to lose their shit. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> do you think, do you think uh, Lance Stroll will be happy about that? Because I think secretly he, he's like, dang, it's making yeah. me look bad. Yeah, I don't think he'd be happy about it. Like, chill out, Fernando. Come on, man. But luckily, Pops owns the team, so no, no worries about that for now. Sorry, that don't. I, I don't want to go back to that because thinking about it just makes me mad. So yeah. we're not gonna go back to that. But Sergio himself is. I'm not prepared to say he's he's washed. Uh, he's. I just wanted what? to. Pressure, I just wanted to pressure you into it. Honestly, I don't, I'm not ready to do that. Hey, man, there's a lesson to be had here. 
Don't yeah. fall for peer pressure. All right. Yeah. Damn wow. okay. I'm glad you know. could learn something here, but no, <laughs> it's, it's honestly a very bold opinion by you to have. It's, Oh man, I don't know if I was prepared for that kind of a hot take around here, but, All right. but no, Sergio himself needs to, he definitely needs to step it up. Uh, his mm-hmm. performance has been lacking no excuse at all to be making it into not making it past Q2 or yeah. Q3, wherever he is now. Um, and yeah, uh, I am at the very least though, looking forward to this battle. Red Bull themselves, even with Sergio's struggle, found themselves at a hundred wins on the season. Yeah, which I was surprised. I thought they would have hit that already. I thought they, they would have been, been higher. Soon. Wow. Now, do you know who they're chasing? Cause they're now, I think at fifth, you know who they're chasing at fourth? Uh, McLaren? They are chasing Williams. Oh, you actually, yeah, for, for whatever reason, Williams themselves are a very storied team. They have, they have a history of, with some constructors, constructor champions and some driver champions in there too. And so that, Hey, if Williams does turn things around, it wouldn't be without precedent. They would just be getting back to their old ways of, of winning and being their little brother team that they've become to Mercedes. Let's go ahead and dive into these driver standings real quick because we were talking yeah, about it. Um, what I found to be the most interesting here is not Kevin Magnuson at 18 with a grand total of two points, which honestly, just a quick, quick little sidetrack. Is there a man more cursed in, in the world, honestly, than Kevin Magnuson? He's just destined to never get a podium. He can't even really start on the podium. As yeah. It's just, it's just really unfortunate. I was, I was hopeful for him, but mm, oh well. Yeah, c'est la vie. Ah, very good. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, what also caught my eye here was the battle for fifth and sixth, and that would be between Carlos Sainz and George Russell, who Ooh. sitting right now at fifth is Carlos Sainz with 68 points, George okay. Russell right behind him at 65 points. Now, between those two, let me just ask you a broad, broad general question. Who would you rather have on your team right now, Carlos Sainz or George Russell? Carlos Sainz. No hesitation on that. That was actually yeah, no really impressive. At all. Yeah. The, now, is that in any way an indictment of how you feel about George Russell? Uh, I mean, a little bit. I've never been like the biggest fan of George Russell. I think he's a talented driver, obviously. Um, I do think Carlos Sainz is better. I would agree with that. I think um, I would have loved because there was one point he did. He did that like sly thing where he was behind Charles Leclerc. And uh, what what is it that they say where it's not like, let me pass him. It's like, oh, yeah, I have uh, I have a lot of pace here. You know, honestly, and let's talk about Ferrari real quick, because what they were what was going on with them was a little interesting. It was a case of a, a broken clock, you know, being right. Mm-hmm. They, they made the right call, and when when the pit stop happened, everybody went in. Ferrari said, no, nah, we're staying out. And it turned out to be the right call here. Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz finished fourth and fifth there. So I would say overall, a good weekend for Ferrari. They they made the right call. So if we're if we're quick to, to bash on this team whenever they mess up, we got to also give them props, right? So yeah, give them their flowers. Give them flowers. I for, we almost went a whole episode without giving anybody flowers. I can't believe I almost let that happen, but not on your watch. Um, yeah, give them to Ferrari. Oh, Valtteri Bottas, way to rise from the dead 
and yeah. get points. Good for him, right? Yeah. We'll see if it was a fluke or if he's, you know, awake. There are so many times where I'm I'm just watching a race and then they'll just mention Valtteri Bottas. I'm like, oh, yeah. I completely forgot he is in this race and exists. Mm. But hey, he good for him. He he snuck in there thanks to that that unsportsmanlike penalty. I see a good weekend for Valtteri Bottas as far as I'm concerned. Um, anytime he's in, he's in the points. Now, AlphaTauri, two points in the constructor mm. standings, and then you you might see you you might see why I'm doing this. You got AlphaTauri with two points, mm-hmm. Williams with seven points, mm-hmm. Haas with eight points, Alfa Romeo with nine points, McLaren with seventeen points, sitting yeah. at six. So we got ourselves a battle for sixth place here. It's, <laughs> it's, it's heating up, you know, McLaren versus Alfa Romeo. Haas might even jump in there. Oh, God. It's, it's literally the worst case. Well, no, the worst case scenario would obviously be getting last. But no, I, I'm really excited to see what happens here with McLaren. Because as you know, I think the, the man by the name of Zach Brown is, uh, his days are numbered as far as I'm concerned. Maybe, yeah, or because they're doing well in their other divisions, and Zach Brown see oversees the other divisions like Indy. Um, I know Dakar is just one race, but like that, that league. How does how does talking about McLaren make you feel? Um, I don't have kids, but like I assume it's like you're talking about your kid that like you tried your best but they're still like in and out of prison um and it's like you love them but like god stop going to jail you know that's how i feel well ladies and gentlemen that wraps up another episode of the revved up podcast thank you for joining us wherever you choose to get your podcast make sure to like and subscribe we will of course be back following the austrian grand prix Mm. peace see you